0: Today on City Cash Chicago, Bally's first ever casino in our city is closer than ever. We're looking at some of our city's best rivalries and the taste is finally having this moment in the Grand Park Sun. Here with me to make sense of it all is lead producer Samoa Alisea. It's Tuesday, September 5th. I'm Jacoby Cochran and this is what Chicago is talking about. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Jacoby. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, Let's get things started with our top story of the day. And this is one that we spent a lot of time talking about, especially towards the tail end of former Mayor Lori Lightfoot's tenure, because it might have been one of her only wins. Uh, And that is the forthcoming first ever casino in Chicago. Uh, Bally's Casino is not expected to open at its Chicago Tribune site for another three or so years. But the temporary casino over at Medina Temple seems to be coming along. What's the latest on that, Simone?
1: So today, actually, as we speak, regulators are ins- are expected to uh, finish up an inspection of the casino at the Medina Temple, uh, in River North, and it that depending on how that goes, it could open as soon as this weekend potentially. Now that's it. That's not guaranteed. Could be a little bit later. It might be mid September, but that is a, a distinct possibility. This is going to be, you know, a huge step in Chicago's like casino journey. You know, there's supposed to be Mm -hmm. uh, at the, at the temporary (laughs) casino, there's supposed to be some 750 slot machines, 50 table games, you know, they've, they've renovated and uh, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be quite a, quite a big deal and quite a, quite an attraction.
0: It's going to be a big deal because multiple mayors have sort of faced down the opportunity to work to get a Chicago casino here. And all of them up until Mary Lori Lightfoot were able to be in charge when this process came to fruition, I say it that way because I don't want to give all the credit to Mayor Leifel, just like I don't want to give all of the reasons we didn't get one to the former mayors. right? I, I kind of want it to be balanced there, but it,
1: it's it's I mean, it's a complicated thing. Right. So like for mm-hmm. like former mayor, this goes back to former mayor Richard M. Daley, who starting in the early 90s was like, hey, would like to bring a casino to Chicago. Uh, and really, the big issue was in Springfield. There were there were sort of there was sort of mm-hmm. s- issues with the state that state regulations that would have uh, allowed a, the city to operate a casino, a full fledged casino in city limits. Um, Rahm Emanuel took up the baton when he was mayor. Uh, and it wasn't until 2019 when Governor J.B. Pritzker signed that big expansion that expanded mm-hmm. gambling. Right, that's also With the FanDuel stuff. and DraftKings, yes.
0: and you yes. can gamble on your phone,
1: the online betting as well as you know this this ability then for Chicago to build a casino that was part of it as well, and ma- former Mayor Lori Lightfoot then sort of it it landed on her shoulders to actually kind of ink this deal into fruition which as we recall back in 2022 um it kind of happened very very fast you know there were some very. bids and People kind of didn't know which bids were coming in from where and what was official.
0: I haven't made up my mind yet, but then the right. news broke it early, and so the end was like, I haven't made a decision yet. Mm, it seems like you have.
1: Yeah, Lightfoot picked picked Bally's, uh, and that was that was her pick. And then the city council was like, I guess we're voting on this now, and mm-hmm. they did, and and it, and it you know it became an official thing. And um, since then, Bally's has been working to open this temporary casino. Um, you know, as they as the Tribune moves out of its former publishing center, which isn't going to happen uh, for for a while yet, and so this is sort of the the interim thing. But the whole reason the whole reason we're talking about this the whole reason we are now in our fourth mayoral administration talking about <laughs> the casino
0: it's that uh, is that revenue It's that Chicago need money.
1: Yes, it is the money, the tax revenue that the city is expected to get from this specifically uh and you should go back and listen to our episode about uh pension funds and like what's going on with the city Mm -hmm. pensions specifically the money is going to go to shore up uh police and firefighter pensions uh in particular the projections are basically you know the estimates have been that the when the permanent casino is up that they're going to bring in you know some 200 million dollars a year in tax revenue Mm -hmm. uh it's a little bit less for the temporary site. They're only expecting city officials are only expecting about $55 million per year um, from this temporary site, but still that's uh, that's, that's not nothing.
0: No, both of us at different times, unmotivated have been walking downtown and just sent each other photos of uh, Medina temple and how the, the bally signs have been going coming up more and more. Uh, so I guess, I mean, my last question is if it opens this weekend, Or, you know, later in September. Are you ever going to go? And if so, how soon?
1: I'm not a gambler, Jacoby. It's really not my thing. The amount of not my thing that is, I really cannot emphasize.
0: (laughs) I mean, even uh, just to like check it out because gambling is not my thing either. I probably make one bet on FanDuel every NBA, NFL season combined. Very risk averse in that way. But... Particularly the Bally's Casino. I know Medina Temple isn't going to have all of the entertainment, but I feel like I got to at least step in to see what all the hype is. I've been to a casino in Shreveport, Louisiana. I've been in Indiana. I've been in Vegas. So now I just need to see how it compares to my own research, you know?
1: I I feel that. And and, and like, I will be interested to see, for example, like, what does traffic look like around River North, Mm. like River North is already very busy, Uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a happening spot. So like, what? How does this affect that? I know that's a real concern for neighbors in river west where the permanent casino will be right like folks are really worried about like what the foot not just the traffic not just cars but also what the foot traffic is going to be like and how loud is it going to be and how busy is it going to be and we're going to get a sense of how interested is chicago in having a casino how interested are chicagoans in in partaking in, in this particular entertainment option that is now available to them in the city you know kind of right here as opposed to needing to go to the suburbs or needing to go to Indiana. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how popular it'll be. I was certainly surprised at how popular NASCAR was uh, when NASCAR was here. And uh, it's, you know, we'll probably again, because it's very much not my thing personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I am curious to see how the rest of Chicago feels about it.
0: Same. And I'm, and I'm interested to see how, how the stories go. If something bad happens if if the traffic is terrible if someone does you know you know fall in an unsafe condition leaving the casino or something because when you look at the expected revenue like 55 million versus at the temporary site versus 200 million at the main site i wonder if people will sort of take that and will go well, it's bad here, so it'll be four times as worse over in River West. And what does that conversation look like? Because you know this temporary casino is likely to be here if it, you know, if it opens soon for for three years. That's the plan for it to be open until the the full fledged one comes. So obviously, it's not going anywhere. We'll catch you up when we find out more from these inspections and we have a, a more crystal clear date. But again, Bally's Casino in Chicago is one step closer with a temporary casino coming into coming into focus. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with aligner experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. This weekend, the NFL season is back. Football is back at Soldier Field, and it's getting started in the spiciest way possible with the Chicago Bears' biggest rivals, the Green Bay Packers, making their way to Soldier Field for the first game of the season Uh, for the first time in over a decade without their star quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. We're not going to get into all of the speculation on how well will the Bears do, how bad will the Packers be. We'll talk about that later in the week. This got me thinking about what are Chicago's best rivalries because since the time I have been cognizant, I have been taught to hate the Packers. I have a homie who was born and raised in Chicago and loves the Packers, and we give my man Charles so much grief Despite the Packers being a, a decent football team for most of our lives, and so as somebody who is you know not originally from Chicago and has had to come to learn our rivalries, what do you think are some of the the best Chicago rivalries in sports? Are out
1: one that I think is a little bit underrated um, or under discussed, and I think is very mm-hmm. complicated. Everyone always talks about North Southside, South Side, but there is also a South Side West Side. Rivalry out here. And it, and it manifests in different ways. Maybe, maybe the mm-hmm. gentlest, most friendly way uh it, it manifests is in Harold's versus Uncle Remus. Um, I, you know this is and one if, of those,
0: and gentless is a that, that's a, a a graceful term to use because people will go <laughs> go to blows over Uncle Remus versus Harolds.
1: They really do. Uh, again, I have no dog in this fight at all. Like you know, <laughs> I I am not from Chicago. Uh, I live on the North Side, so clearly mm-hmm. this has nothing to do with me, and I shouldn't I shouldn't be getting involved. But I have just been really. Uh, fascinated by it and I, I watching it from afar, uh, it's just, I, I feel like it's under discussed and we don't, it's known but not necessarily talked about as much.
0: I think it's under discussed because in many ways the South and West sides have both become these sort of reductive terms to talk about disinvestment. But when you really look into the story of Black Chicago, it is this complicated dynamic between waves of migration with so many people Mm -hmm. settling on the South Side and so much Black wealth getting concentrated on the South Side to the point where when people think Black Chicago you know, especially if they're from outside the city, they're thinking about the south side of the city. Yeah. And West Siders have to remind people when Martin Luther King came, he marched on the west side. Fred Hampton and the Illinois Black Panther Party was on the west side. People will argue, and, and I would understand, Garfield Park is a, is a may, maybe a better park to go to than Jackson Park. And so it, it's a rivalry that definitely stretches from so, sort of the more mundane, everyday things like who got the best chicken All the way just up to who is, like, where is black Chicago located? And I think the Southsiders, we have grown so arrogant to the idea that the, you know, the black belt, the, you know, the low end, that is, you know, where black Chicago's home is. But many Westsiders will tell you some of the earliest settlements of black chicagoans were northwest on the west side as well and so it it can be a friendly rivalry but it it can also be be very uh very contentious and i think we have way more in common uh than we think uh our our slang is definitely a little bit different you know the gangs are a little bit different but ultimately i think we're willing to put down the beef to fight anybody who come in at black Chicago at large. We'll put the South versus West side thing down for the sake of solidarity, but when we having that indoor conversation with just us, no, it's still there, G. It's still there. I, I, be, <laughs> I still be having moments. You know when Xavier uh, yeah. came on, when Natalie came on, and I was like, dang, I brought two West Siders over here. And they was like, yes, we finna talk about the West side today, the Kobe. So there's a pride there that I, I love from both ends.
1: When we brought uh, uh, Morgan and Tiffany on from the tribe, uh, you know, they, they will tell us. They'll tell us they'll, they're from there. And I love it. I get to sit here and and
0: Like they say. learn. <laughs> the West Side is the best side. That, that's what they say. And I just think they say that because it rhyme, But, you know, I ain't going to take nothing from my, my West Side listeners who, who <laughs> throw up the W. I, I get it. I get it. I think, you know, I know where I'm from. I know where I'm at. But I get it. <laughs>
1: can I can I talk to you about a uh, a fake rivalry that I think is not a real rivalry that that
0: Lincoln Park versus Lakeview? <laughs> I, that's
1: if anyone says it's a rivalry. Hey, I you, you
0: remember when we were doing them neighborhood guys. We told somebody that oh, we true. stayed the wrong neighborhood. They was like, whoa, 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 whoa,
1: "Whoa, yeah, we are not
0: Lakeview. We are Lincoln Park." We are not like you. We are like, but no, go ahead. Fake rivalry. <laughs>
1: uh, a fake rivalry that I think uh, we have been indoctrinated into thinking is a real rivalry. This is this is not actually a real thing. It's deep dish versus tavern style. Yeah. This is not a real rivalry. This is We talked about this in our deep dish episode when we kind of dug into like what it is and when we eat it and why we like it. And it's this like really interesting thing that it's like, Uh, as somebody who's not from here for me it's this like what level of Chicagoan are you at like are you at the level of Chicagoan where you say like oh real Chicagoans don't eat deep dish or have you achieved the like true Chicagoan of like it's all pizza it's all good let's like (laughs) let's eat whatever we want whatever we want why are we talking about this that to me is like Oh, that is the that is the true the true Chicagoan approach to mm-hmm. pizza, and the deep dish versus tavern style is not actually a rivalry. Uh, so a bit of a a bit of a nuanced one there. I feel like.
0: No, I agree 100%. I'm I'm willing to answer that in either way. It's not a rivalry because. Let's just be real, tavern style is what 90% of people are ordering if they want to have a night with their friends, they're getting pizza at the house. We understand deep dish is more celebratory, more on a holiday and tavern is any old Saturday, but they're they're both good. What we're not going to do though, and and I love that we constantly on this show challenge people is like, we're definitely not going to be in a conversation where it's like, if you eat deep dish, you're not a real Chicagoan. That's like, for me, that's like, if you put ketchup on a hot dog, I'm like, relax, relax. If if someone likes this, it's okay. Um, but but yeah, I I actually don't think I think it's a, a media. Uh, it's a it's a figment of our media reality. I don't I don't think it's that big a deal to most Chicagoans.
1: I one hundred percent agree.
0: What is a big deal to a lot of Chicagoans is the food festival that tells us uh, this year that we are almost out of summer, and that's the Taste of Chicago. Typically, we get to celebrate the Taste in July, during the middle of summer. We ain't got no problems, no worries. Obviously, that's not real. You still got problems in the summer, but you know what I'm saying, right? We're enjoying the weather at its best, but this year, because of NASCAR earlier this summer, the Taste of Chicago got pushed back to September, and it's finally going to have its moment in Grant Park, which has held, I think, 1,633 and a half events this summer. Um, And so, you know, I haven't been to the, the Grant Park taste in a couple of years, but I am excited to get back out there this year because I'll be hosting on one of the stages alongside our good friends, Monica Ang and David Hammond, the authors of Made in Chicago, Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites, The three of us will be hosting a Chicago food trivia at The Taste. And so you can stop by from 4 to 5 p.m. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Not only get the good food, get your free admission, but to come uh, win win some prizes with us. Uh, Thinking of Monica and David's book, they had 30 different hometown bites. Some things that you and I have eaten together, some things that we haven't had. What's the thing that you haven't eaten yet that you're most excited to try?
1: I think it's got to be the gym shoe sandwich. This is one of those, uh, this is one of those things that I really desperately like, I I really desperately want to try it. It is, it is complicated. It is got a lot going on in it. Uh, You can't find it everywhere. Um, And, and it's gonna be at the taste, which I appreciate Mm -hmm. uh, because I I know where to find it and it is uh, gonna be a little bit easier. It would be a little bit easier for me to get but that that is one I would really like to try cuz I feel like that's a that's a bucket list that's a bucket list food is a gym shoe sandwich in my opinion.
0: Nah, that's the sandwich that's going to make you kick your bucket. Like what are you talking about? Part Italian beef, part gyro with some corned beef in there. I love a good Italian sandwich, right? So I'm not against multiple like deli meats on one sandwich. I'm a, I'm all for that. I mean, I'm a person who eaten a gyro cheeseburger in my life. Um so I understand that, but the gym shoe, it just at least for me Those are, and maybe maybe people gonna check my Chicago card on this one. And I'm okay with that. But to me, these are the three least appealing sandwich meats. I just I can't imagine putting all three of those very different like Italian beef, a hero, and a corned beef sandwich on their own. They're three iconic sandwiches. Smacking them things together with some lettuce, some onion, and tomato that that's too much for me, man. That's, that's too that's, much. for me. That's that, why
1: yeah. though. It's the excess. That's what I'm here. It's okay. Right. This is, I made this argument when we talked about deep dish. It's, <laughs> it's all about, it's all about the excess. It's all about the spectacle. Like this is what I, if we're talking about icons, we're talking about, you know, uh, something that, that represents like this city that is, uh that, that is so diverse and has so much going on in it. Like, a food that has too much going on, that's what I want to eat. That's what I want to try. Now, am I going to eat that whole sandwich? No, that's not going to happen. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way I finish that whole sandwich. But I will try it. I will try it.
0: One sandwich that I am looking forward to trying, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, is the jiburito. I have never yes. had a Chicago Hiberito, which is flattened, fried plantains uh, in the place of bread, uh, usually like some type of mayo, aioli or something. And then it, it's got meat, cheese, lettuce and tomato um, I think the original Hiburito might have had steak up in it, but that's one that we are planning to sit down uh, with the homie Pinky Ring and uh, jo- Joshua Smizer De Leon from El Paseo Podcast. Uh, and we are going to learn the story of the Hiburito. We are going to eat it. And so that's one I've been looking forward to even before the book, but especially after listening to Monica describe it, it. It did something to me. I was like, okay. I, again, I, I like all of these things individually. Have never had them together, and, and so that's what I'm looking forward to. If. If you want to come hang out with me at The Taste, I will be there Friday and Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. with Monica Ang and David Hammond, the authors behind the wonderful book Made in Chicago, Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites. Come out, learn about some of the, the things on the list. We're going to be talking about Akatagawa. We're going to be talking about Flaming Saganaki, Jardinera, and then you can learn about some of the things that I'm sure you've tried already, like Tavern Style or uh, a Chicago dog, and you might I get the chance to try one of the other things on the list, taffy grapes. Who doesn't love prizes and taffy grapes? So I'll see you at The Taste. Simone, I appreciate you making time for yet another week of breaking down some cool stories from across the city. We talked about casino, we talked about rivalries, and we talked about the Taste of Chicago this weekend at Grand Park. I will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The Chicago Water Taxi is opening back up for the seasons today. Stops include Ogilvy and Union in the West Loop, Michigan Avenue, and Chinatown. You can find tickets and more information at ChicagoWaterTaxi.com. And some good news. One of my favorite festivals is back this weekend, and that's Printer's Row Lit Fest in the Loop. You can shop from dozens of local bookstores and hear from some of your favorite authors. If you check the link in the show notes, you'll definitely see some of our recent guests folks like Ariane Nettles, Natalie Moore, Jonathan Igg, Louisa Chu, and so many more. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at Chicago.CityCast.FM. And we want to know, what do you think is the best Chicago rivalry? Maybe it is in sports, the Bears versus the Packers, uh, the Cubs versus the Cardinals. We know it ain't the Bulls and the Knicks and the Pistons. That's like the bygone era, the Jordan years. It ain't here no more. Let us know at 773-780-0246. Maybe you do think it's Harold's versus Uncle Remus. I think that's a wash just that's just me personally i'm gonna talk to y'all tomorrow peace oh
1: i love a chicago dog i'm here for it i love it every single time put a whole salad on my heart i asked for yes, one over the weekend
0: and this dude like he like I asked to take some things off and to add ketchup and he said, he handed me the ketchup and he said, I won't put ketchup on a hot dog. And I thought he was joking like it was like a joke and he was just going to take it back and put it on. No, he handed us the bottle and was like, I won't do it. And he said it in a cheeky way, but I definitely was like, bro, I just gave you money. You got to put some ketchup on this hot dog. But his Chicago pride, he was just like, I'm from Chicago. But people take them hot dogs seriously.